0: My first-year counselor literally said to my face, like, there's no way you can do that. Like, you're going to have to drop CS major. There's no way you can do both. And then here I am doing it, like, working for Google.
1: That was the class of 2018's very own Shaman and Monje talking about how shocking his balance between studying computer science and playing football at Yale was to his first ever advisor welcome to the end zone podcasters on the focal point podcast network I'm your host Sid Sinha you just heard a little taste of Samaj Musko's conversation with Sheyun. Also coming in this episode, we have a quick conversation between Rajan Joshi and the class of 2020's Andrew Lechkowski. Andrew's playing basketball at Penn, but with the Ivy League canceling sports this season, he's experienced basketball in a slightly different way. Also, before we get to Sheyun's conversation with Samaj, make sure you check out the other Anselm podcasts. once you're done with this one. We have a bunch of them coming out, so... There's no way you can miss any of them. But other than that, enjoy these couple of conversations and I'll see you on the other side.
2: What was your initial reaction when it was announced that Yale wouldn't have a football season last year? I mean, I think
0: obviously off the rip, it was disappointing. Um, You know, not being able to compete, especially at a school like Yale where, you know, especially in my position, We had just graduated two receivers who were first-team all Ivy League. And so I basically came into a situation to where I was kind of expecting to sit a few years and get better, you know, because the seniors before me kind of had that on lock. Um, And so this was kind of my year to really show out, you know, get some opportunities to play a lot more than I have been before, you know. The thing that it was canceled was kind of disappointing, especially because you work so hard for something and you grind. um, And then it's not really what you expect. Um, but one thing I will say is even besides that, right, there's a reason why I picked to come to Yale. Right? There's a reason why I wanted to go to the Ivy League, and that's to have some something outside of football to go to, right? Um, so when the season was canceled, it obviously was disappointing and it hurt, right? But I also knew that, I mean, I'm at this school for a reason, and that only gives me an opportunity to take advantage of some of the other things that it has to offer, um, which is what I was able to do, so... Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and So can you go into a little detail about you know what you've been doing just outside of the football field and outside of you know your normal school studies?
0: Yeah, so honestly, COVID happening and not doing football um, kind of allowed me to be more of a student um, earlier, right? Like, I, I think I talked to Luke Nafa uh, and someone else recently about like, quantum computing and CS, right? And not having a football season allowed me to really – kind of become a nerd, you know, and not really focus on being just, uh, being an athlete, right, but being able to nerd out and do some other things as well, like getting into quantum physics. You know, I was able to take a class at the graduate level, um, which during a football season, there's no chance that that's getting done. Um, I was able to get involved in some clubs, uh, do some other stuff, um, which, you know, like Yale Quantum Computing Group, Yale Undergraduate Quantum Computing Group, um, which I'm probably, I'm trying to be the president of next year. Um, we're just really able to grind and, and focus on my academics, and focus on, like, you know, tech and CS, uh, which is something that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Um, but I was also able to train myself and get my body right. You know, especially one difference between college and high in high school football is just the amount of work that you do and the amount your body hurts. Like, it's a completely different game. Like people always talk about high school athletics and how it's kind of the best time to be an athlete. And bro, that is so true. (laughs) Like, that, that is so true. Like enjoy being a high school athlete because once you get to college, it becomes a business, right? And it's really about preparing, making sure you're eating like the right way making sure everything is good. And I think not having that season allowed me to really step back, right? And kind of focus on my own self. You know, because when you're working with the team, it's hey, how can I work to get the team better? But with no season, it was how can I make myself individually better so that when we start stuff back up again, I can help the team in the best way possible, um, and that kind of allowed me to do that as well.
2: With the computer science, just how's that been? Because that's no, that's probably normally a difficult class, even you know when you're not you know doing athletics and everything else. So how have you been able to balance athletics and you know? doing well and you know, exceeding in that class?
0: Yeah, bro. I mean, I get this question all the time, and I, I give the same answer all the time. Like, to be honest, it's just about going through everything day by day. You know, like you can't – Coach Reno always says – like Coach Reno the head football coach here. He always says be where your feet are and take care of your 20 square feet, right? And one of our other things, every time we walk down that tunnel and there's a little sign up there that says One Play Warrior, right? And you smack that sign, and it basically means – Every time you go out there, you just focus on one play at a time and do the next thing. And, you know, that I think that's a lesson that I learned from football that really translates to my life and helps me do that. You know, because people, especially with CS here, people are always saying, hey, how do you do it? Like, I remember coming in, my first-year counselor literally said to my face, like, there's no way you can do that. Like, you're going to have to drop CS major. There's no way you can do both. And then here I am doing it, like, working for Google, you know? And it's – I think that's the mentality that you got to have. You know, you just got to – one, be resilient and persevere through it because there's times where it sucks, bro. There's times where I literally would be up until 3 a.m. and I'd be waking up at 4.30 for practice the next day. You know, and honestly, I would suck that practice. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be terrible, but I wouldn't be at my best that next practice because I got one hour of sleep, <laughs> basically a one hour nap the night before, you know, but it's just stuff that you got to do. And and I think that's the mentality that you got to have it, one of our mottos as well, and I know I'm kind of being cheesy with all the mottos, but I mean, I'm a senior now, right, and i going to be a senior. And looking back, you kind of understand that, yeah, you make fun of these jokes that coach says, right, these little things, but there's really truth behind almost everything he says. And, and one of the things, one of the recruiting tactics that they have is four for 40, right, like four years here at Yale so you can live the rest of your 40 years in glory or whatever, <laughs> or whatever the, the facade they put but it's so true, bro. And, but the way I get through it is I'm thinking I'm in my four, right? Like this is the grind time. Like, yes, college is fun. It's just to have a good time. It's good to have a good time. Yes. It's good to meet new people and make friends and I'm doing all that stuff. Right. But this is my four to grind to where the 40, so the next 40 can be great. And that's kind of, that's kind of just my mentality, bro. And that's kind of how I just go through it all. I think even now I'm kind of on the back end of it. Like my freshman sophomore even like the beginning of this year was tough like grinding to the major and doing football stuff, but now I'm kind of like I finished all the major requirements. I'm about to be a senior, so we're kind of chilling
2: right. and so what initially was it that got you into um, computer science, and what is it that what is it about it that sort of keeps you that keeps you in there, keeps you engaged even when you're up at you know three am you have a 4 30 practice.
0: So I tell this story a lot. My very first, I mean, obviously the people who know me from St. Marks know about two cents, right. And how it originated from, I wanted to make money. And so I went like, how I got into CS basically was, you know, Nigerian parents, my dad wanted me to get a job when I was 13 and I was not trying to go work at Kroger or anything like that. I was trying to go, I was trying to make money just chilling. And so I go to WikiHow and I Google up uh, like how to make money. And one of the things it said was create a website and run ads on it. And so I went to like uh, drag and drop and I like took embed codes from addicting games and all that stuff. And we, uh, I put on two cents and then all my, all the boys started playing it at school. And then I wanted people to chat on it. And so, uh, sorry, I I wanted people to chat on it. And so to do that, you had to code it. And so I just looked up on the internet, like how does Facebook work? Uh, like how to code, like how do I code this stuff? And I just copied it. And then copying it, I learned it. And this is when I was like 13, 14. Um, I remember even going to Mr. Roselle's class and working on it in Mr. Roselle's classes I don't know if he's that same much anymore. Um, But, and then, yeah, I just took off from there, bro. And, And I think one of the addicting things about it is the fact that you can literally create something out of nothing, right? Like if I want to build a house or if I want to build a bridge or whatever, some architectural feat, I'm going to have to like get the materials for it. It's going to take a minute. I got to, I got to hire construction workers. I got to do all that stuff. But I can sit at my computer in two hours and build an app that a million people can use. Right. And that can influence elections like Twitter or can, I mean, be good or bad, you know, but I can build something that's really influential. That's really cool. Just easily. Right. And with intelligence and with being smart and clever, it's not even about being book smart. It's just about being clever. And I think that's kind of the draw to it. Just the fact that you can really build things out of nothing. And I think that's kind of what makes it more of a love than a job to me. Like, obviously the bread is good, but I didn't know that the bread was good. Like the money, like the pay in CS was good until I got my internship. Like I was completely, I just like doing CS because I like doing it. And then I saw how much money I'd be making as an intern and I was like, yo, and I saw the starting salary and I was like, okay, (laughs) like nice. But I kind of like lucked into that. Um, So, basically, a long way to say what keeps me going in CS is the fact that I can create out of nothing, you know, and really be a builder um, and a creator.
2: Yeah. And, you know, finding that, um, you know, what would you say to younger marksmen about, you know, finding, you know, trying to find their passion the same way you were able to find yours and, you know, what keeps you going? What would you tell them about, you know, how to find theirs?
0: Yeah, I mean, I can give you a little more backstory on me. Like, I always knew I wanted to be some sort. I always like science and math growing up, right? Like, growing up, I wanted to be an astronaut. That was my number one thing. Um, then I wanted to be an engineer. I love playing with Legos, stuff like that. So I like to build. And I didn't even know I would love CS until when I was working on Two Cents. I remember I was in a family vacation in New Orleans. And I literally spent, like, I kid you not, I remember being in a room during a family vacation for like nine hours in a day, working on a like button for two cents. And I remember, but I didn't care. Like, I just loved coding that. And I loved building that. And I loved sitting at that computer for nine hours working on that thing, you know? And I realized in that moment, like, that's what I love to do. And I think, right, I, I kind of feel in a blessed position because at such a young age, I knew what I love to do. And I just kept running with it, right? And a lot of people, even here at college, you see they don't know what to do. And I think it's okay if you don't know what to do. I think one thing looking back to younger marksmen, I'd say take these fundamental classes seriously. Take what you learn at St. Mark seriously. There's even in college now, there's times where I'm kicking myself to where I could have applied myself a little more to learn some of the fundamentals then to where it would have made, like now that I'm getting to the more complex topics, it's, it would be easier for me now to learn those things. So I got to kind of go back and like refresh. Right. And obviously that's going to happen once you get into more advanced topics, but there's some topics that I think I really could have like pushed a little harder in. So I'd say definitely take this seriously and understand that a lot of the work that you're doing now is building the foundations for when you do find that passion to run with it and then be able to hit it quickly. It's going to be, it's like a, uh, like, it's like, it's like exponential growth, right? It's going to take a minute at the beginning, But then once you hit that threshold, that graph is going to go straight up to infinity, right? (laughs) And increase without bound. Like, that's 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 what's going to happen, you know? But but the thing is, you've got to make sure that you have that foundation first, right? So when the opportunity comes, then you can hit it and run with it. And if you don't have that foundation, you don't want to be left behind. Um, I think if you want to find your passion, I think just try a bunch of stuff, bro. Like, that's that's honestly what i said say. Just try a bunch of things. Always say yes. Like, there's some stuff that you're going to get lucky. Sometimes you're going to stumble upon something you like, but you can kind of increase your luck by exposing yourself to as many things as possible. If you cast a wide net, you're going to catch more fish. Right? right. If you keep the net small, you're only going to catch a few fish and your vision of what's in the ocean is going to be tiny. But if you're throwing out a big net every single time, you'll get a more diverse subset and you'll be exposed to more things. And maybe you'll figure you'll catch a fish that you didn't even know existed. Right. Right. And that's kind of like what I would say. Just get involved. Always say yes. Work hard. Uh, And I'm kind of stressing this because I was always like, oh, I, I can learn this later. I don't need this. But this stuff that you're learning now in school is actually, especially if you're a STEM person, Take it seriously because once you get older and once you get to the more advanced topics, it'll make it much much easier on you.
2: So with um, getting involved in, you know, when you first got to Yale, where you went, you know, where you one of the students who was, you know, look, you know, looked around with the club fair and everything that was new. You were like, oh, I gotta try this, or was it more of a gradual? You know, you started getting involved, and then once you did, you know, you saw more and more opportunities and said, let me go try that. So I- what was. Sorry, go ahead. No, you, you keep finishing. I'll let you, you finish off. Oh, I was going to say, um, you know, how did or what was what was it that um made you sort of stop and say, you know, I want to go and try as much as I can while I'm here?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think. For me. I honestly was not, and I know it's kind of like, uh, do, this is a do it as I say and not what I do situation, but I think my case is different because I kind of already knew what I wanted to do, right? Like I, especially with quantum computing, like I did CS and then in my CS internship, so actually I can, I can say this. So I always loved computer science, right? And I love doing it, but even in my internship and I kind of knew what I already liked to do, uh, Google had these like classes to where you could just learn about different fields of computer science. Right, And so I attended this one uh, talk about quantum computing and that I was like, yo, this is really cool. And if I didn't intend that, so this is what happened from that talk from quantum computing. Uh, I reached out to the guy who gave it, uh, his name was Kevin. And then Kevin connected me with uh, another intern, his intern who let me know about like, Google's like quantum summer symposium. And when I was there, I met Volant who was the head of quantum open source at Google and I reached out to him, built a build a relationship with him, and now I'm going to be working with him in Google Quantum AI in the summer, right? And that's going to be my job that I get like get paid to do because I went out and established connections and just like worked it, you know. And it's not working it to finesse it because I like I obviously love to do that and I wanted to learn more information, right? But it turned into something that's really cool, and that's like that's even me. I knew what I wanted to do, right? Like at Yale, I knew I wanted to do CS. I knew I wanted to. Like I knew I wanted to do that. So I wasn't like going to club fairs and doing all of that, but I knew that I loved that field. And then when I had more opportunities to learn more and dive deeper into that field, I just took them. Right. And then that led to one thing, which led to another, which led to another. And now I'm going to be working for Google quantum AI, honestly, because I built a connection, right? Like I'm sure there's people who are just as smart as me, smarter than me for sure. Right. Who deserve this internship and are really good and can do a good a good job or I mean, I don't know. I think I could do a pretty good job, <laughs> but, but obviously like, they're just a deserving. Right. Um, but yeah, like, but I was able, I was the one who they knew and I was the one who when they needed someone to work for them, they called me. Right. And that's just because you showed the interest in it and you just keep going. Um, and I think kind of going back to your original question, like that's, you can use that example for what you like to do. Like if you already know what you like to do, Then just show up to stuff. Honestly, like email professors. Show up to show up to things. If there's an event, just go there because a lot of people, especially in like when you're a student, you can really take advantage of that because people love to teach you stuff. Like they love to teach. Um, Like obviously at college, some professors like like do research, right? And teaching is like a secondary thing. But more likely than not, people will reach out to you and help you out. Um or we'll respond to help you out. So just show interest when you get small opportunities to prove that you are competent. Make sure you crush it out of the park. Um you say Mark's a good job about that about that. So I don't think anyone listening to this will uh like be will not be able to do that. Um but yeah, just you know grind it. I mean, I I think obviously the audience is St. Mark, so I can speak with the like Especially when you get out of here, you guys, especially the younger guys, you guys don't understand like how valuable this school is. Like in terms of teaching you how to work hard, in terms of kind of, I'm I'm hesitant to say programming, but programming you to be a good student, uh, a good learner, and someone who can really achieve really good things, right? Because I think here at St. Mark's, you're surrounded. The culture at that place is very conducive to success you know very conducive to doing good things right very conducive to trying your best and putting an effort in school and everything you do right and those little things really translate into college you know so keep that up keep that mindset keep that grind mindset keep that work hard mindset in school and class because that is, that's that's going to separate you from a lot of other people who say they want to do some stuff, but when it actually comes down to getting down to, when it comes down to doing it, they can't, they they don't follow through, right? But I think we at the school have been programmed to do that since we were little, you know, or since we were in middle school, or we were in high school. And so you just got to keep that up and just keep doing what you know how to do and you'll be good.
2: Now graduation's coming up soon. And, you know, the seniors will be going off to all their respective colleges. On what piece of advice when it comes to you know being you know learning outside of the classroom, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give to uh, this senior class
0: uh so what do you mean specifically by learning outside of the classroom? Like, you mean like
2: education outside of the classroom or like social life or well, um really just um you know figuring out you know all the other aspects of college, what you would have liked to know going you know going to college?
0: Okay. So I'm a, you may have, you may need to cut this out, but you can do that. Uh, it's not that bad, but focus on your studies. I mean, coming from an all boys school and then going to a school with girls off the rip, you know, it's easy to kind of get distracted. Um, but make sure you focus on school, right? Like that first semester. I mean, it's not that big of an adjustment for me because even when I was little, I went to like a public middle, uh, elementary school. So I'm used to having class with girls, but they'll always be there. Um, I mean, also, like, they're your friend. Like, they can be your friends, too. So, like, don't stress about that. Um, I'd also say make sure that you – I think in college there is a difference between, uh, like, the St. Mark's Brotherhood in terms of, like, like classmates in school. That's rare, you know. And I don't want to sound like the dudes at the podium who always, like, reach it, but even they're, they're right. If I'm being, if I'm being clear of those dudes who are giving the talks at commencement and talk about how that St. Mark's Brotherhood is unique, they are 100% correct. Because in college, it's not the same. Like you have your college friends, right? right. But it's not the same as what you got in your graduating class of 90 right now. Like Nothing will ever replicate that. Um, at least from my experience, nothing has replicated it yet. Um, so when you like work and when you were like meeting other people and meeting new friends, I say definitely keep that in mind. Right. Definitely understand that like, you will have your best friends that, that you can talk to. Like, for example, Zach is here at Yale as well, Zach Gilstrap. And for him, I don't see him all the time. But whenever I see Zach, it's like I'm like the comfort level is it's like I'm in a completely different world. Right. I can talk to him about anything. and We don't have to talk for two months. But if I see him around, then we could definitely like chat it up and everything is normal. Um, and I think you can get that with other people, right? But you also have to understand that it's, I like, guess college is different than St. Mark's. So whenever you're like building relationships and stuff like that, just understand that that social dynamic is different. Uh, that being said, it also presents an opportunity to really meet some diverse people who you'd be really surprised at how they can help you and you can help them in the future, right? And relationships shouldn't be like, what can I get out of it? Uh, what can this person do for me, right? But the nature of college is that a bunch of really smart young people get together and build cool things and do cool things together, you know, and that's especially the case I've seen here. Um, and I think be open to that. Be open to meeting different people. Be open to meeting new friends. Right. Be open to building relationships with people who you might not think are cool. I mean, that's one thing in college, like everyone is down to text you, especially your freshman year. You can text a random person. If someone is eating alone at the dining hall, go sit next to them. and Just talk to them. You know, like me being a senior, I, I was kinda, I'm kind of past that point. Like, everyone's kind of got their friends. But when you're a freshman, people are looking for relationships, looking for people to talk to and sit with. So definitely, like, do it, bro. Just go reach out. Um, you know, be, be that guy. Be that person who will go help and, and sit with people and meet. Um, and I'd also say have fun. You know, like a, a, the thing in college is, for me, you will never work as hard as you did uh, at St. Mark's. I mean, maybe even me being a varsity athlete, I think it's a different kind of work that I have to do. Like my like body hurts, all that other stuff is different than high school. But school wise, you're never working as hard as, <laughs> as you're working at that school, like as you're working right now. So. Use that opportunity to really take care of your business in the classroom and also expand it to other things, bro. bro. And really just make the most out of what you can early and set yourself up good early because it'll really pay dividends uh, in the future. Um, And yeah, just have fun, have a blast, enjoy it. Like you guys have worked, some of y'all have been at St. Bar's for 12 years, some for eight, some for four, but you guys have worked super, super hard. Um, and now it's time to kind of cash that check. You know, you kind of put your deposit in the bank, kind of put all that money in there. Now it's time to withdraw some of it, have some fun, but know that you're going to withdraw some of it, turn it into more and then put that back in the bank for your future. Um, so yeah, just have fun, work hard and just stay out of trouble and make smart decisions. All
2: right. And then for your future with, uh, with computer science, you know, looking towards the future, um, what do you, what are you hoping or what, what are you hoping that looks like for you, you know, in the future?
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm interning again at Google this summer. So I've, I would have interned there twice. Ideally, I'll work full time uh, coming fresh out of college. We'll see what happens with NFL. Um, I mean, coaches say I have a shot, but because like my body is. That's the thing. Also, when you get to college, like you're, the amount of weight you lift and how you move is just different. Like you're older, so you're, your athleticism is completely different. Um, so I might try for NFL, but if I'm being completely honest, I'd make the same if I went to work at Google as a rookie contract, uh, a rookie contract. So I might just go ahead and do that and save my body. Um, but, yeah, like – I'd probably do that. And ideally, work there for a few years and then probably become CEO, like startup, starting a startup. Um, I'd like my dream job would be a startup CEO. And it's, The thing is, it's not even about being rich. It's not about being the Elon Musk or the Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, I would like to be the Elon Musk or the Mark Zuckerberg, but... Honestly, like I, I kind of joke around. I say, I'll know I made it when I testify in front of Congress with my company. Like if I got to go to Congress and talk to them about why my app is causing destruction, <laughs> or it's causing destruction? I know I made it. So that's definitely something I want to do. And that's on my bucket list. Um, yeah, I mean, to keep it short, ideally, like work at Google for a few years, um, or another company, but I think I would really like to work for Google. And then, uh, just branch off, do have start startup, and then maybe if it fails, come back uh, to Google, or because you can always do that. Um, but yeah, like live in California, chill, maybe Austin. <laughs> and, yeah, reevaluate at thirty-five.
2: Mm, yep. Yeah, well, you yeah, those are all the questions I had. Thank you for you know, giving me the time for this for this interview and you know, the time
0: to talk to you. I really got you, bro. problem. Anytime. You need anything? got my number, hit me up.
3: y'all are practicing now right
4: uh yeah we just finished up but yeah we were practicing uh,
3: the whole time we were up here oh okay awesome so yeah so i guess my first question is just so how how like how did you feel when you heard the news that you weren't able to have a season this year especially because it was going to be your first year well you know it was obviously disappointing
4: um you know i just actually was coming off a knee surgery that i had had in august so i probably wasn't going to be 100% healthy when I got back. But, you know, it was still disheartening to hear for all my teammates and, you know, even for me, even to get back to that level. Um, I actually heard about it. Uh, the call was happening while I was uh, helping assistant coach uh, St. Mark's for the time I was doing it. But, um, you know, I was, I was disheartened. But, you know, our coaches contacted us right away and were like, you know what, this isn't going to stop us from practicing. is isn't going to stop us from making the best of it. So, and you know, we rolled right into practicing and right into you know getting getting after it. our coach called it winning the
3: weight, so you know we started doing that mm-hmm. um and so you all started practicing in the fall also uh,
4: no, we actually were off- cam- not on campus in the fall, so okay. we when we got up here, I had lunch around January fifteenth we didn't start practice till I think like February first or something, okay. but yeah, we've been full go since then.
3: Okay, awesome. Um, so, um, with your knee injury, are you 100% now?
4: Um, uh, yeah, I've had a little bit of a setback for the most part. Been practicing, it's been, uh, it's been good.
3: And, you know, I feel great. I feel so excited for next season. Okay, cool. Um, And then, I mean, do, I'm assuming y'all have aspirations, obviously, of playing in March Madness. I know we all okay. watch it every year. Um, are you hoping is that kind of your goal for next season to win the Ivy League and then hopefully be able to play yeah absolutely like our squad this year is going to be one of the best teams Penn has had in I want to say like the last 10 years or something like that definitely the talent to
4: do that Um, we really click well from this time we've had together we've really gained a good good amount of chemistry off the court we're all really close and you know we just ultimately hope we can put it all together have everyone stay healthy and Put it all together. No, we really do feel like we have a chance to, you know, make some noise in the Ivy League, win the Ivy League, get tournament, and, you know, go from there. But no, we're really excited about
3: the prospects of next season. Yeah. So, um, obviously, I wasn't on the team, but I was able to see you as a leader, as a senior at St. Mark's, and then even as an assistant <laughs> coach this year. How's that transition been from? going from being the senior leader that everyone looks up to to kind of being, I guess, like bottom of the barrel almost again as a freshman?
4: Um, it's definitely tough. You know, you have to adjust yourself a little bit. You have to make... I mean, first of all, you have to learn a whole new system. You have to yeah. learn a whole new coaching staff, a whole new set of players. And then you're also, you know, trying to get adjusted to, you know, new school, new everything. So it's, it's new, everything is new, basically. Mm-hmm. But it, that kind of goes away pretty quickly once you get used to it and once you get in the rhythm and you get to know the guys and you get to learn the system and you know the coaches and you know your game speaks for itself on the court you know I did practice you know, I, I didn't change anything that I usually do in practice I always went 100% and I always you know was diving on the ball floor for those balls hustling, drops, rebounds and all that extra stuff and little by little you know you gain respect to your teammates and your peers and you know, it just it ends up working out in a way that now we've all got respect for each other and all the, all the freshmen, really, we all are good at our own thing and we're all respected in that way and we're able to, you know, can now help call it offense and defensive stuff all the time. So, you know, it's, just, it's a slow
3: process and it definitely takes a little bit to get used to. But once you get the hang of it, you get, you get right into it. Awesome. Um, And then, so have you, have you had any, like, seniors kind of I guess like hold your hand through the process help you through it um and just be like a good leader
4: um our seniors weren't here a lot of them uh just they didn't have to practice uh, okay. or yeah. be on campus they were on campus but it, i mean the sophomores and juniors did a phenomenal job like yeah. they helped out a ton they were really understanding because they all went through it they all get it the, yeah you know our our offense here and our, our defense here isn't really they just changed the entire defense up and they offense is pretty confusing so they they get it they understand and you know they're still pretty understanding when we mess up and you know we all we all understand that so uh yeah no it was they've been great and i wouldn't i wouldn't ask for better uh, older leaders
3: awesome um so yeah that's all the questions i have for you all right thank you man yeah have a good one
1: All right, thanks to Shayun and Andrew for talking to Samaj and Rajan. We really appreciate it and best of luck in for Shayun, your senior season and for Andrew, your career at Penn. Make sure to keep an eye out for the rest of the Endzone podcast coming out today. It is Endzone day and we've got a whole slate of 15 podcasts coming out today. Just hours upon hours upon hours of amazing audio. So follow us on whatever podcast platform you're using so that you don't miss out. If your platform allows you to drop a five-star rating, leave us a review, share with your friends, share with your family, share with the first five people you see, even if they're strangers and know that I'll appreciate it. Other than that, Enjoy Endzone, enjoy the rest of these podcasts, stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you around.